0: This is v Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on v the Sports Betting Network.
2: Hello, hello. One went by in a flash, but we are back for hour two live from Viva Las Vegas, our Beeson studio at South Point. Stormy Bonnet and Tony and Matt Brown with you. It has been a hectic NFL trade deadline day. The deadline passing about an hour ago. We will rehash all of the action in just a moment. We've also got game three of the World Series coming up tonight between the Astros and Phillies. We thought it was, but, uh, it was going to be yesterday, but weather is going to be yesterday. But Mother
6: Nature Right, we could call her a name if we wanted to, but we're not She's going to. She's a real to. B. She is a real, I'll tell you, <laughs> seriously, because what this has done is if this goes to game seven now, it's going to compete heads up with the NFL. Like, so the, anyway, just there's things that we're not uh, we're not too happy about here. But yes, Lance McCullers on the Hill for the Astros. We got Ranger Suarez for the Phillies right now, minus 125 at DraftKings if you want to bet the Astros, plus 105 if you want Suarez. And the Phillies at home, of course, the Phillies, if you believe in this sort of thing, are 5-0 and at home in the playoffs. So, there's that.
2: So, there's that. They hit better at home. You're just out. You don't even care what happens because you are a winner regardless of how this series ends up. I just
6: want a good game.
2: I just want everybody to have fun. I
6: just want to have fun tonight (laughs) as I'm sitting in my house. and I'm going to defend my good name. Jason tweets in. And he said if I put out candy corn and good and plenty's that's why I got my bowl jacked. I did not put out <laughs> candy corn or good and plenty's. Thank you very much. Okay, I would never stoop that low. You
2: did say that you got a bottom of the barrel assortment. Well, so you so, know What you, did you set What did you put out there for so the children? So listen,
6: there was one bag of Snickers left which I took. Then there's that one kind of, you know the you know the bag that has like the three or four different kinds of candy all in yeah. it or whatever, so so I got what that What normal one. people get. Yeah, so I got that one. And then I got a, a three musket uh, – no, uh, what's the one um, – no, no, three musketeers. Yes, three three musketeers. Is That's the one that doesn't have caramel, right? It's just like just the – just chocolate and the like mousse or whatever or something on the inside. Is
2: it? I thought – I thought that it had yeah. I think caramel in it.
6: Oh, I don't know. No, I thought that's the Milky Way.
2: Oh, you're right. You're right. You're yeah, right. Yeah, okay. Yes.
6: So – yeah, so I got those and put the and those were yeah. Those are gross. Those I'm not were, a
2: fan of those. You got to get Milky Ways. They're better.
6: Well, I mean, they Milky weren't. Ways, they, weren't Twix, they weren't available. Whatever. But I mean, like you know, Three Musketeers. They're still name brand candy. It was just, it was just what was left. You know, when you get, I would never put out candy corn. We already talked about how candy corn is disgusting yesterday. Candy
2: corn is not disgusting. I'm it's just you, not the best. I'm going to bring you, fine. I'm
6: bringing you candy corn once a week and I'm going to make you just eat it. over. And the I will of the eat show. it. I'm I'm a, just, okay. My
2: dad tells me all the time that I have a fat girl living inside me. I will eat all of the candy. I don't exercise and I eat candy for meals. Like this is my life.
6: Listen, metabolism's gonna catch up. You better. Start, I know. Uh, I just say, turned yeah, 30. Yeah, seriously, you. Know, um, seriously, metabolism's okay. gonna catch up. You better.
2: Let's yeah. get to the trades on this trade yes. deadline day. Lots of them, and a big one came right at the deadline. The Colts. Um, get Zach Moss and the Buffalo Bills, the rich get richer, take on Naeem Hines, Uh, the Vikings acquired TJ Hawkinson, a 2023 fourth round pick, 2024 conditional fourth round pick for the Lions, exchange for a 2023 second rounder and 2024 third round. I've got to find a better way to say all of these picks. Irv Smith placed on IR today, so made sense there absolutely to have that upgrade in the tight end room. The Dolphins trade for linebacker Bradley Chubb and get running uh, (coughs) excuse me. Well, the Broncos receive Chase Edmonds and a couple of selections. The Dolphins also got Jeff Wilson in the running back position from the 49ers for a 2023 fifth rounder. The Jags get Calvin Ridley, although he is suspended for the remainder of this year, looking to join the team next season. A very convoluted trade that I will not break down here, but please do Google it if you want that information. Conditional
6: draft picks. We'll just say that. Yes,
2: it's a lot of words. The Bears trading for Steelers wide receiver Chase Claypool, and the Steelers get a second-round pick. They also got cornerback Will Jackson. I think that is all, if not most, of the ones that yeah, came through today. Zach
6: Moss headed back to the to the Colts in that deal with, for Naeem Hines. Um, yeah, I mean, look, the ones that really stand out are the teams that look to have kind of pushed their chips in. The, like look, the teams that look to have their eyes set on this year, right? Which are Vikings, Vikings Dolphins, Bills. looking like they are doing that with the, the Bills. As if the Bills weren't already. Yes. It, like, those three teams, for sure, I don't think it's the worst thing what the Jags did because they realized that the experiment of the number one with Christian Kirk wasn't going to work out, so they needed to bring in a one, have him be a two. I think, you know, look, if you're looking towards next year, I think that was a good – you got a pennies on the dollar for Calvin Ridley, right? I mean, like, this guy – this is not a guy that is not playing because he's hurt, He's going to be coming back from some like catastrophic injury. He's he not playing because he made a parlay. Yeah, I mean, like he's he's yes, he's he's placed a parlay. He's coming back from. <laughs> he parlay. He just
2: wanted to be like all here's of the you thing. listening he's gonna today. Be
6: he's going to be here's the greatest part. He's going to be listed on comeback player of the year next year. He really will. He's going to get listed, and like he's coming back from placing a parlay. Like that's <laughs> what he's coming back from. <laughs> that's actually magical. To, he is going to be listed. I guarantee. You, he, he's going to be listed on comeback player of the year next year.
2: Well, because we, I mean, for how sure. many times have we talked about how bizarre that market is? Anyways, yeah. like, what are these guys coming back from? Yes, Geno Smith coming back yeah. from just not playing football. Yes. Like, is that what Calvin, he's coming Calvin back Ridley from? Calvin Ridley
6: is coming back from a five-game parlay, <laughs> and like that's, that's like what he's that's what he's coming back from. Um, but but Hawkinson to the Vikings, when we know Irv Smith is is out for a long time now. They needed a really, really solid number three option for this Vikings offense. And look, they they see what we see. It is shaping up in the NFC like it's going to be the, them and the Eagles. And you can you can debate all you want to about how good the Vikings are, but they're going to win that division. They are a, a freak loss from the Eagles away from getting the number one overall seed. I mean, like there are things going on here in which like this Vikings team could put themselves in a really good spot to, to, to make a run. And so... There's that. And then, of course, the Bills, they were they were linked to trying to get one of these super huge playmaking running backs. But, look, Naeem Hines, at the end of the day, if you are looking to add to your passing attack, which they don't run the ball a ton as it is anyway, right? I mean, like, they don't run it a ton... You have Singletary if you want to run it every now and then. Mm -hmm. But, like, they throw. This team throws, and they keep throwing and throwing and throwing and throwing. And, like, Naeem Hines is an awesome receiving back coming out of the backfield. And so, that's just another weapon for Josh Allen on this awesome offense. And then, of course, as we mentioned, I mean, like, the the Dolphins, this is a team that I think they also – they looked at their schedule. We just – we brought it up a little bit earlier, and we showed, like, there's a chance this team could look up and have eight wins really soon here. And you look at the rest of that – you look at the rest of the conference in which – we were sitting here thinking, oh, "Murderers Row, AFC. It's going to be so crazy. Maybe all four West teams. may all these things like that."
2: <laughs> that is like turned into the worst take of this uh, entire football yes, season. Yes, the for best sure. division in, in the history the of, of the, football. Of the,
6: of the NFL. Yes, like that was. And listen, I'm, it came out of my mouth. It came out of like a whole bunch like of everybody's yeah, mouth. It came out of my mouth. It was everything was all set up to be to be that, and that's certainly not the case at all. So I'm I'm sitting here looking at a, at a Dolphin squad that's going we've got a really good offense, and, like, we have the chance to add mm-hmm. to a defense that is going to get healthier over the course of the season here. You know, again, that's what they're assuming. We know injuries mm-hmm. happen, but, I mean, like, they're assuming their defense gets healthier over the course of the season, and, like, at the end of the day, you're looking up, and Bears, Browns, you get a bye to get a little bit healthier, and you come out of the bye with, like, the easiest landing mm-hmm. spot ever with the Texans, like, eight, uh, you know, eight wins are right there. Like it is, it is like sitting there for the taking. I mean, so you're sitting at eight wins and now you really only got to get two more wins over those last, and now they're going to be hard games: as Niners, Chargers, Bills, Packers, Patriots, Jets. But like, you really only got to get two more wins. You get to ten and seven. Like, you're making the playoffs at ten and seven yep. at this point. And so, so you get
2: the upgrade on the defensive side mm-hmm. of the ball. And then if there were to be a flaw on the Dolphins' offense, it's the run game. You get Jeff Wilson in there, and ideally he provides you a little bit of that bump. um yeah, I a little
6: one-two punch, right? I mean, it's yep. it's, it's, it's going to be some good stuff. So. Him and, and most reunited, and it feels so good.
2: Um, Nish Gandhi. Mm-hmm. Tweeted at us, um, by the way, that Three Musketeers is filled with nougat—that stuff you called moose. Oh, so just wanted to update the people on that nougat. Oh well, I
6: got. Well, so. we also got another tweet here from <laughs> Isaiah von Wrinkle downstairs, who says that he was the one who came and stole the bowl, and he obviously <laughs> was not the one who came and stole the bowl because I would recognize Ooh. him because I would know that whatever whatever. See, Tuesday, Blues Day, he's wearing a blue shirt. I already know that. I didn't see Isaiah today, but, like, I know for a fact because he wears the same color shirt Ooh, on each you day you like these of are
2: shots fired on the, Isaiah of, of yeah right so now. i'm
6: saying like i would have known it was him had he come up to my door and stole because i would so know the shirt so what's the other days of the week what's wednesday He wears the same polo shirt just in a different color every so single day so what's wednesday
2: of the week. if tuesday's blue's day what's wednesday isaiah tell us these things he wears
6: a he he wears a, a silver one and a black one and a, i don't think
2: he has speaking a red one speaking of which no. very johnny cash today i see
6: me? Yeah. With this. Yeah. All right. Well, you know, listen, I I can I, I try to mix it up a little hmm. bit, you know? Like well, there's 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 this thing that I I try to invest in uh, in my appearance on the you know on the show, get some new jackets every now and then. Do like the little like just change. You some are things really
2: up. good about investing in your appearance. While I'm talking about eating candy. Yeah, for yesterday, breakfast.
6: Yes, <laughs> yes, yesterday's appearance went over uh, spectacularly. <laughs> um, you,
2: it was amazing. The Twitter yeah, reaction. Yeah. All of was, to was this people guy's... saying they were like
6: trying to hold in vomit. So I don't think <laughs> know if that was like the greatest reaction or
2: anything. The shoulders though in the tank top <laughs> really did it for me, and uh, and the fact that you're not sick today from eating the wig hair, very the, exciting. The, the,
6: true. This is also true. I did take, um, <laughs> I, I did take, I did drink a bunch of bleach last night though. So okay. there is that to like, that helped uh, kill any of the stuff that was. Oh
2: yeah. Yeah. Um, the bears, another team though, that continues to make moves. We already saw them trade away mm. Robert Quinn and Roquan Smith this past week, but then they add to the fold today with chase Claypool. And it's just a, I mean, it's just weird that they're going back yeah. and forth. Like they lose defensive pieces, they get Will Jackson. They don't do anything on offense. But hey, let's get Clay, Chase Claypool.
6: It's yeah, just I don't really get it. I, I mean, because they're not going to make a run this year, so I don't know what I don't know. I don't know what they were really doing. It seems like a move you could have probably could have gotten him for cheaper in the offseason, you know, mm-hmm. like or whatever. Because they're obviously there must not have been that much like interest in him along the way. I mean, I, I, the real news to me that came out today, outside of the st- people that actually did make trades were the three teams that didn't, and that being the Packers, the Rams, and the Bucks, like three teams that were, you know, that are underperforming Mm -hmm. really, really big time, and none of the three made any moves today. And so I don't know how you could be inspired to want to back specifically the Packers at this point, right? I mean, that have looked completely dysfunctional all year long. At least there have been glimpses of hope for the Rams and Bucks. I mean, the Rams came out like on fire against the 49ers and then just did nothing after that. I mean, like, and then the Bucks have shown at least a little bit here Mm -hmm. and there. I've seen nothing from the Packers.
2: I still think that all three of them are terrible. Um, The other big news of the day, Steve Nash out in Brooklyn. We'll discuss that and a four game slate in the association with Jonathan Bontobel when we come back.
4: This is VCED's final countdown
3: with
0: Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on VCED, the sports betting network.
2: You guys aren't VEASAN subscribers yet. What are we doing? Get everything VEASAN has to offer now through the rest of the football season, just $99. You sign up now, you get that pro access all the way through the Super Bowl, which includes our pro picks, daily recap of the top plays made from VEASAN, show hosts, and guests. You get pro tools, pro tips, the deep dive daily betting reports on the NBA, NHL, and Major League Baseball playoffs, plus our upcoming college hoops, College Bowl, and Super Bowl betting guides. Give yourself an edge. Visit VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Get your $99 midseason special. Today that's vsin.com/slash subscribe. What currency we got?
6: 0.0048 Bitcoin. Bitcoin. You really
2: branched out on that one.
6: Yeah, so you could could get a a whole subscription for .0048 Bitcoin. Interesting.
2: Uh, Week two, just week two of the NBA season and already a team that was among the favorites to win it all has fired their head coach, Steve Nash, out in Brooklyn. Nets general manager Sean Marks is addressing the media live right now, but to help us unpack the news and dive into tonight's 4 games slate in the association, we welcome in good friend of the show, Jonathan Von Tobel, JVT, host of hardwood handicapper senior nba analyst here at Vsin, host of live bet saturday and sunday as well as the college football lines revealed show i don't know if you do enough jvt i gotta catch my breath there on that one but steve nash out and it appears ime udoka in at some point in the next 24 to 48 hours what did you make of the news when you heard it this morning
0: That's surprising, right? Like, given everything we kind of know about what's going on here. And it's interesting, Stormy, the way, like, it's been reported, right? Adrian Wojnarowski reporting it as a firing. Sham Sharani reporting it as a mutual decision to part ways. Uh, Whatever it is, I feel like this was kind of coming at some point. Those guys wanted, I say those guys, and Kyrie Irving and Mm -hmm. Kevin Durant obviously wanted them fired. If you're Steve Nash, you're kind of looking around and going, all right, what am I doing here? Like, these guys kind of stink on defense, Uh, Clearly, we have some off-court stuff going on with Kyrie Irving and the distraction he's bringing into this team. The only person who's going to get hurt in all this really is Steve Nash, right? Because he's a first-time head coach who might not be looked at as a guy who can lead a franchise now going forward. Might as well bail out now and see if you can kind of help recoup the image and maybe get a job somewhere else down the road if that's what he wants to do. So I would say that it's not entirely surprising. You know, I saw some of the odd shifts that you guys were throwing up there on the screen, at least in terms of like, well, changing the odds for the Brooklyn Nets. I think you can kind of make a weird argument that it would maybe improve their odds of winning things, only because you know Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant didn't like the dude, so maybe they play harder. I don't know. It's just a really toxic environment, I think, right there. I think we can all agree that, and I just don't want to touch this team at all.
6: So, is there a is there a buy point though for this team based off of just the talent well, alone, John? Yeah. I mean, like you know, it's it's one of those. I understand, like coaching certainly does matter in the NBA, but sometimes we can see these players just kind of rise above things like that. I mean, is there a buy point for you, or is this just such a bad situation that you just don't really want anything to do with it?
0: Oh, like if we're, if we're getting like, you know, so like the odds for the NBA championship, right? We're talking about plus ish right now. If you're, if you're sinking Matt to the point where we're t- to, we're talking like, you know, like 15 ish, 20 to one, you know, you might give me it a bite, but here's the thing, right? You're only getting there if their if their record gets even worse, right? Like that's not going to pop up now anytime soon. So I think that would probably be where you get me in, uh, but I don't want to take 15 or 21 that a game's like, you know, or a team that's like 10 games under 500 and clearly doesn't care. So you probably want to see a little bit more fight. Uh, You want to see Ben Simmons get healthier and show that he is uh, capable of defending at a very high level, which we haven't really seen on a consistent level. And here's the other thing guys that really makes you worried about this team right now, they're 16th or 17th in offensive efficiency. So it's not surprising that they were going to suck on defense, but if you're going to be average on offense (laughs) and suck on defense, like that's you were expected, expected at least to carry yourself with an offense that was supposed to blow everybody away. And that hasn't even been the case early on. And we're not talking about playing some of the best defensive teams in the NBA, right? We're, we're talking about playing maybe Toronto, who's up there, but New Orleans doesn't really project to be as a great defensive team. You played the Pacers twice. You still haven't put anything consistent on the floor on that end either. That, that's why I think, Matt, like, yes, my buy price would be about 15 if you're giving me 20 to $1, sure. But the only way you're getting that is if the record continues to plummet. And in that case, you're probably sitting back and going, I don't know what the future is for this team.
2: So, JVT, something you said a little bit earlier that, hey, maybe the odds change because these guys play a little bit harder knowing that they didn't like Steve Nash. How would that translate maybe to tonight as they are at home hosting the Bulls two-point favorites? They're not going to have Ben Simmons. They're not going to have Seth Curry on the floor tonight. You already talked about the Kyrie drama. But can they cover the two and get a little pop like we've seen with numerous teams um, throughout a variety of professional sports when they do let go of a coach?
0: Yeah, I see. It. if they do do it tonight, Stormy, I think it would be more about taking advantage of a Bulls team that over the last three games have started to show their warts on defense. I think the last two, we're talking about a defensive rating of 117.6, what I have in front of me. Uh, for Chicago, right? So they're starting to regress on the defensive end. And they have injury questions of their own. Io Desunmu questionable to play. So that means if he doesn't, your top two point guards, that's Lonzo Ball and Desunmu himself, are, are not going to be out there. Zach Levine is questionable. Kobe White is questionable. So this is a good situation for Brooklyn. And when we're talking about power ratings and market ratings and whatnot, The market is telling you that these two teams are essentially equals right now because a home court has been about one and a half, two so far in this year. It would tell you that there is a little bit of a discount because the futures market would tell you that these two teams are nowhere near equals. But this line tonight is telling you that they are. So there's a good chance that they could come out and whoop up on Chicago because they're so banged up and so poor on defense. I wouldn't put it past them. I wouldn't know if I would like attribute that to him getting fired, Steve Nash. But I say this, Jacques Vaughn's a really good coach. And I think that he's a guy that could probably get a job somewhere else. And remember, he took over for this team as interim. when Kenny Atkinson got fired in the COVID year, did a solid job. So it's not like they have somebody who doesn't know what he's doing at the helm either.
6: John, we have have two teams here that I don't think anybody is uh, looking at long-term here in the Magic. And the Thunder going at it tonight, Uh, Thunder three-point favorites. What are you looking at in this one?
0: So actually I would say Matt, uh, first off, I think this is the best game on the board. Mm -hmm. Uh, Second, uh, like if you were to tell me right now, if you were to guarantee me that the thunder cared and that they were going to try to win as many games as possible and make it to the playoffs, I would go and bet them to make the playoffs. I like this team a lot. Like, this team is extremely talented. Uh, they are young, but they're very well coached. I'll take you back to over the weekend, guys. It was Saturday night. Uh, they blow a th- – it was only a three-point lead in that third quarter, but they blow it. They're down by 18 or 16 points with less than five minutes left to go. They go on an 18-2 to run to tie the game against the Mavericks force overtime and eventually win. They are loaded with young talent. It's just whether or not by the time we get to February, this front office says, okay, we're going to try to push for the play-in or we're going to, again, tank down and try to get some of these really young guys. And that's where I have my pause here. I think this is a really talented team. And tonight, I'm really interested. And I'm going to wait for an in-game perspective. But this is a team, guys, they're 5-1 against the spread this season. They were the second-best cover team a year ago in the NBA regular season. This is a really good betting team. The problem is tonight, from an actual matchup standpoint – you talk about an Orlando team that's going to start a front court of six foot ten, six foot ten, and six foot ten against a team whose biggest guy was seven foot Alexa Pukaszewski, who's a turnstile on defense. So there's a really big size disadvantage here, but they have the much better backcourt. I just want to see how that matchup plays out tonight. And if they're not bothered by the size of Orlando, then I think in-game is going to be the way to go with the Oklahoma City Thunder. But to your original point, Matt, like big picture, I, I think the Thunder actually have a lot going for them, but it's just a matter of whether they want to try or not.
2: The defending champion Warriors are sub-500 early this season. They've dropped back-to-back games to the Hornets and Pistons in the first two of a five-game road trip. They're at the heat tonight, getting a point and a half. Is tonight a good bounce-back spot against the Miami team that themselves has dropped their last two?
0: Yeah, I hope so, Stormy, because I took the Warriors a pick. This is like minus one in Miami in a lot of spots. There's still lots of picks out there. The thing that's weird for Golden State, and I'm trying to look at the exact number for them, yeah, their defense right now, they're giving up 114.7 points per 100 possessions in non-garbage time minutes. It's 20th best in the NBA right now. It's obviously not representative of what the Warriors do. Do. And you mentioned it. It's kind of been a sleepy road trip so far. They go to Charlotte in a weird start time on Saturday. They go to overtime. They lose that game. Then on the back-to-back nights, uh, Steve Kerr dipped into the bench a little bit more. Uh, right, He distributed the minutes a lot more evenly, and they end up losing that game to the Pistons as well. I would expect a, a much more focused effort from the Golden State Warriors here tonight. If you read between the lines of what they've been saying, they've kind of espoused that. Uh, defensively, their focus has not been great. They've been fouling teams quite a bit. Defensively, I think for in terms of their foul rate, their last in the league and their 27th in opponent free throw rate, I would expect a really focused effort against the Miami team that right now has a lot of problems. Their benches are very good. Their offense is extremely inconsistent. They're 23rd in the NBA right now in terms of offensive rating and non-garbage time minutes. Miami's a team that, you know, I bet them stormy under the wind total. I thought they were a team that was going to be a good team to play against as the season began a little overvalued. So I'm going to kind of continue down that thread and expect a better effort from the Golden State Warriors tonight.
6: John only about 45 seconds, but what was the trade
0: of the day in your opinion? Okay. So this isn't, I think the place where I'm going to go that you expect, what are the bears doing? Because yeah. I thought, yeah. I thought that yeah. they were, well, cause I thought they're acquiring assets, right? Like I thought yeah. like this was the whole deal and then they go and spend one of the assets on chase Claypool. Like I don't understand really what the point of that was. If you're going to trade away your two best defensive players just suck for the rest of the year and get as many assets as possible. I thought that was a trade of the day just because I don't know what Chicago's doing.
2: That's exactly what we said. We were like, wait, I thought you were (laughs) sellers. What's happening here? (laughs) JVT, you're awesome. Thanks for doing this, pal.
0: Good to talk to you guys. Thank you.
2: Jonathan Von Tobel joins us every week at this time. Also, make sure you check out Hardwood Handicappers back this season. He dives into all of the storylines, all of the latest lines, things you need to know in the NBA. Download it wherever you get your podcasts. He also Talks does with old
6: Kelly Midland Bidlin on there yes. every week as well. So, also uh, does
2: the uh, the Daily Market Reports, Beason uh, dot com slash JVT to get all of his content. At me JVT on Twitter and on Fridays comes down, hangs out with you when I'm out of town. So. He's just—he just—he does a lot. <laughs> like, does he take a take a breath? Warthog and Viper. What? Where's my nickname? Listen, Why haven't I gotten that listen, yet? Listen, we're
6: going to. Uh, I'm offended. It's going to be an interesting one on Friday. This is it's going to be a remote format. We're both going to be on the road to college football games. You're
2: you're going except to go. Except I'm agree. not. Except you, I'm you not You might be one. going to a cooler one. Except I'm not. Except know. I'm not working.
6: You know, whatever. <laughs>
0: This is Visa's Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on FSN, The Sports Betting Network.
2: Watch football with a little more on the line by playing free in the Guinness Time Challenge. Just visit draftkings.com/guinness, set your lineup and watch the action unfold as you play for your share of 115k all season long. Guinness, made of more Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Stormy Bonantoni and Matt Brown with you live from Las Vegas at the South Point. And before we went to break, we were talking about the college football game that you will be going to this weekend, which is... One of the best on what's an awesome slate of college road show games this week. on Friday yes. here.
6: Road show. I will be in Baton Rouge, Louisiana for the LSU Alabama I'm game. Very
2: jealous. That is awesome.
6: In which I will be 100% sober for the show. <laughs> and one hour after the show, I will no longer that will that would no longer be the case. But during the show, promise you 100% sober. So while you are sober, 94% and sober.
2: think about that game. Yeah. How do you evaluate your Tigers? Yeah, I
6: mean, look, this is it's sitting about a 13-point spread right now. I think it's fairly appropriate with all of that. I mean, it, it, the problem really comes down on the LSU side of things is, is is there going to be the consistency on the offensive side of the ball? I mean, like, it's just been so up and down. Like, they've started slow in a couple of different games, and they've been able to come back, and they've been able to kind of overcome the slow starts, and they've been able to kind of overcome some of the miscues as well, specifically on special teams like this LSU special teams have been horrific. I mean, absolutely horrific. And they've been able to overcome it, right? I mean, and that being said, will they be able to do that against an Alabama team that, again, is just so incredibly strong? Is it as strong as some of the Alabama teams of the last few years? Maybe not, but, like, still
4: Mm -hmm.
6: one of the top three teams in the country for sure. And so whenever you kind of look at this, it's just – I think it's a pretty uphill battle to, for an outright win. I mean, keeping it within two touchdowns. I don't think that's out at of the realm. At yeah, home against like, an
2: Alabama team that has appeared vulnerable at times. Yeah, it's maybe. like, I don't think
6: it's out of the realm of possibility. Certainly not not anything that I'm kind of running to throw into the account, right? Like, that's my, that's basically where I'm at with it.
2: Because you did mention Alabama, mm-hmm. in your mind, one of the top three teams in the country. Vinny Mayula was on the program this week as well. Said that in his power ratings, while the AP poll has them number six, Alabama is three for him. With the CFP rankings coming out tonight, how do you foresee the the top four in, top two out playing out? Because they do approach it differently, right? This, yes. I'm not saying they're going to put three SEC teams in the top four at this point. Um, you just can't. But they do have a different mentality when it comes to how they decide on who goes where.
6: How they should rank and how they will are probably going to be, you know,
2: vastly different. very
6: different things, right? I mean, because we know for sure, like, so we know the th- we know three for sure, right? Like Georgia, Georgia, Tennessee, Ohio, Ohio State, State
2: is three. Who's going to be one?
6: Probably Georgia, wouldn't you think?
2: So, in my opinion, I would put Georgia one, just because they haven't mm-hmm. done anything. To prove otherwise, they're top two in the country defensively. They're top two in the country offensively. Uh, But Tennessee does have the bigger win. And, you know, that's the thing that I feel like is going to be teetering back and forth in the committee's minds. Is Tennessee had the walk-off win against Alabama. Hendon Hooker has looked otherworldly and is the Heisman Mm -hmm. favorite for a reason. So maybe they give a little extra push. Whereas Georgia, sure, they haven't stumbled. And they have beat everybody they've needed to beat. But Tennessee has that marquee win that Georgia doesn't.
6: And then our disclaimer is like, it doesn't matter what you see tonight because these teams play. Yeah, so but I, to I, me, like, I think it's so, Georgia.
2: The number, the point spread this week indicates that in itself that they're the better right, team. They're an right. eight-point favorite. Yes, they are at home, but that eight points is not home field advantage. <laughs> no,
6: it is not. I mean, the real. The, I, the real question is just who ends up for right. I mean, that's basically the 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 real question here. Is it does it hold to where the AP rankings are, and is it going to be Michigan? Do they whatever for some weird reason slip clumsy? I, I, I That's really the question that mm-hmm. we're that we're going into this. It will be Georgia, Tennessee, Ohio State, and one. One way or another in one, one through three. It's really just the four.
2: If they put Clemson at four, I will be so incredibly disappointed because I, well, I just, they are a tiger and they are a paper tiger in my mind. They have had so many close calls. You talked about it already. And I just don't think that, I don't think that they're the real deal. And I know West Durham does believe that he thinks that they're Mm going to have an easy day against Notre Dame. And I mean, I laid the three with Clemson, which is now four and a half against the Irish this week, which. Is hard for me to stomach, but I don't have. I have far less faith in the Irish than I do in Clemson. But that's not an endorsement to the Tigers by my, any means.
6: My initial, my initial feeling is it's just going to be the four teams in the in the top four of the AP. I think should okay. I think will just be it'll be Tennessee, Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan. Will they flip flop Georgia and Tennessee? Maybe, maybe they just do it to create like some buzz, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, like we know how this is. It's a marketing. When you do it this early, it's just a marketing tool as it is anyway. So if they put Tennessee one, guess what? That gives everyone something to talk about tomorrow. And it's going to get, yeah, like you You said, it's going
2: to get figured out this weekend anyway. It doesn't really matter. And and I mean, Michigan, Ohio State's going to figure itself out at the end of the year as well. Mm -hmm. So we'll see how it all ends up playing out Uh, tonight though. You have a bet. I do. It's mac baby. There we go. Return of the Max. There we go. It is nothing like
6: stuff. Tuesday night hmm. college football to get the juices get flowing. Get it go yeah, when, let's go.
2: Uh, The first game that's kicking off is Ball State-Kent State. No play for me here. Did lean. Kent State laying a touchdown. More interested, however, in game two. Buffalo, Ohio, I laid the two and a half with the Bulls in this spot. Buffalo starting the year 0-3. They are hot, hot, hot on a five-game win streak, undefeated in conference play. And I think that continues tonight, even though they are on the road. They've got a run game that might get a bajillion yards tonight. Tremendously balanced offensively. Should have no problem controlling the clock in this one against one of the worst defenses at the FBS level. Ohio in scoring D ranks 121st. Of hundred and thirty one. They're allowing an average of thirty four point four points per game. And I mean, Ohio's a feisty squad, don't get me wrong. They're five and three, three and one in the conference here as well. They do have the advantage of home field. They're forcing a lot of turnovers lately, but I think if the Bulls can hold on to the football, um, they're offensively gonna be too much. Who's teams... gonna fight
6: a bull or a bobcat? <laughs>
2: I would say the bull because it's bigger and it has the horns.
6: But the bobcat is, like, faster and maybe could, like, kind of, like, nip mm. at its, like, legs over and over again and, like, I get out know. of the way. And the next Have thing you Have know. you ever seen
2: that question of, like, who would win between a grilled cheese and a taco?
6: Oh, no. <laughs> like, in what kind? In, I in what?
2: It's from the movie Hot Rod. You should oh. YouTube it. It's pretty good. Um, right. Anyways, because of this, though, so we, oh, I talk about how bad Ohio's defense is. It's not like Buffalo's defense is Awesome. I think a lot of points are going to be scored in this game as well. It's been bet up from 58 and a half to now 61. So that might be teetering on the edge a little bit. If it was, if you could still find a 60 out there, I would be interested in the over. Um, Otherwise I wouldn't touch it, but the bulls lay in the two and a half for me this evening there in we the go. midweek action. There we go.
6: So you think a bull would beat a bobcat? There you go.
2: Tonight I there, do. There, there it is. You know, y- know, you know how we talk about like you could play a team 10 times, maybe they win once. Maybe this is the bull's day. No, just kidding. Um mm. also, we had um a little bit of interesting news coming out today because one of the teams that you mentioned in the NFL that did not make a move at the trade deadline today, who needed it was the Green Bay Packers and they were reportedly in the running for Steelers wide receiver Chase Claypool. They were offering the same compensation as the Bears were in this spot, but the team believed that because even though both teams are at three and five mm-hmm. right now, the Bears are more likely to have a higher pick. So um, that report from a, a number of sources, but where I read it from was Tom Silverstein, Milwaukee Journal Sentinel reporter, Green Bay Packers beat writer.
6: I mean, it, it makes sense. If you're if you're getting the same offer, you want the better pick. The better and so, pick, yeah, I mean, yeah. so I, I, I get it. And, you know, if, if you're the Packers too, I don't know if Chase Claypool is the answer. You know, I I don't know if he's the guy that really changes and turns things around, right? I mean, like, it's the – he's still a dude with potential, right? He's not a guy, like, you're not bringing in a solidified, bona fide, like, kind of guy, you know? And, I mean, if we're – if we couldn't get there in the offseason, which, don't get me wrong, he wasn't even there for much of the offseason, but if we can't get Aaron Rodgers to get on the same page with a receiver – throughout the whole offseason and training camp and this, that and the other, we're going to bring in a guy in week nine and like, and just assume that they're going to somehow have this chemistry to turn the season around or whatever. I mean, like that's another thing that w- with this Aaron Rodgers situation that I don't think people are talking about enough is that, I mean, he couldn't get on the same page as these guys when he, when he's been working with them for the last three months. So I don't think there's this, Oh, let's bring in, you know, person XYZ off the street, and then it's just going to instantly equal wins for the Green Bay Packers.
2: No, it's just not working. And – it's it's funny because both the Packers and the Bucks were teams that we talked about struggling early that should be able to find their footing, and they just haven't been able to to this point, and it like continues to look more bleak than good. And for these quarterbacks who are like surefire Hall of Fame quarterbacks, mm-hmm. the expectation is for them to be able to overcome any other deficit. But Aaron Rodgers, to me, in Green Bay has been part of the problem.
6: Look here. Cowboys, Eagles, in two of the next four weeks, likely two more losses for this team. That would all but ensure they are not making the playoffs, right? I mean like you're going to ha- you you're going to need a you're going to need more than one upset along the way at this point if you're going to make the playoffs. And so yeah, it's it it looks it looks pretty rough here for this Packers
2: squad. All right, we are going to step aside when we come back our updated power ratings in the NFL and a team that is at the top of both of our lists in those top three Mm -hmm. um that has pretty good draft picks coming up here seriously so as if they're not good enough they have an opportunity to keep building long term
6: in teams i would love to do that
2: who that team is when we come back sports are in full swing, and Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook is your home for the latest lines, odds, and boosts. Whether you're a football, hockey, basketball, or baseball fan, Bet Rivers has you covered in some awesome promotions like the Tuesday Hockey First Goal Insurance, Friday Night College Football Bet, and Get Sunday Football Parlay Insurance, and a whole lot more. Head to BetRivers.com or download the BetRivers app today. Bet Rivers—it's a whole new
6: game. one thing we didn't mention, and it is not a trade, but it is—it's basically a, a whole new acquisition for the. Buffalo Bills, they have activated Tredavious White from the pub list. And so you are getting back your best defensive player who has not been with you all season long. So – yeah, as if they couldn't get any better, they are getting even better. So uh White so, not no- You get
2: Tradavius White, you get Naeem Hines, you have Stefan Diggs, who's on a tear. Um, just keep going down yeah. the list of weapon after weapon yep. after Gabe weapon. Davis,
6: Dawson Knox. Which
2: is like- a good reason why, as we go to our updated NFL power rankings, the Buffalo Bills are both of our top teams in the league mm-hmm. right now. Finally, they have garnered the respect they deserve from your list this week after beating the Packers. In prime
6: time. Yeah, there was that and just and I like the, the moves that were, you know, that, that basically that were being made. I, I didn't know. I didn't know when I did this earlier today that Trey Davis it was going to be activated, but it was certainly either happening this week or next week. Right. And so again, like t- this is a week to week list that we make. And so as teams get better or worse, then we adjust accordingly. And so that's the reason why you'll see this you know precipitous fall from for Cincinnati Bengals for me i mean they are down from 4 all the way to you know 8 or whatever because you're you're seeing a team that not only loses Jamar Chase but also loses you know your best corner as well mm-hmm. like, i mean it, and it's just in this league it's very hard to overcome that type of stuff and then you look at a 49ers team that actually is getting a little bit healthier along the way and so you see them rise up In my rankings, Um, interesting that you still have them down at six below the Cowboys. So you, I mean, and in the same, obviously in the same conference and everything like that. So you have more confidence in the Cowboys. I feel as
2: if where things sit right now, the Cowboys have just been the more consistent product and we've seen a lot of volatility with the San Francisco 49ers. Like this was the first week that the 49ers came out in the second half and had a dominant showing. They haven't done that all year long and a lot of credit obviously goes to Christian McCaffrey who makes such a huge difference for Jimmy Garoppolo and again this is a day where they didn't have Debo Samuel who's dealing with the hamstring injury and they still were able to be even more productive because of what he brings and he can be just another safety net type of a player for Jimmy G you can he's similar to Debo Mm. gives you that yak he can make a, a big play out of a small play and super fun to watch they're just not consistently there for me yet mm-hmm. and I hope that they continue to move up I really really do um I just like where the Vikings and Cowboys have sat. A lot of people think that Minnesota is a faker to this point. I'm curious your view on where the Vikings sit because I think I can see that perspective a lot, but whereas a season ago in these close games they were losing, this year they're they're winning. They're yeah. winning ugly, but they're being able they're finding ways to overcome and to win games, which is important to me.
3: Yeah,
6: and and look, so Four, five, six could all kind of be shaken up and and put up there. Like so for me, Niners, Ravens, Vikings, I think are all in that clear number two tier, and then the clear number three tier for me, Cowboys, Bengals, Dolphins, and then ten on, and I'm not even kidding, like ten until like twenty are all just kind of like. You I know, see the
2: chargers have made their way uh, back into uh, your rankings. Gra- I had them
6: 10 last week too. They just, they just sat there, you know, I didn't, I mean, you know, they just, they just kind of sat there. Okay. Right. Um, it is, it is a team that I would like to believe, you know, Keenan Allen has now finally gotten back over all of this. We know he, I mean, he's back out practicing and all that, but, uh, I, I can't say, I mean, look, it could have been Seahawks here, Like you had Seahawks 10, you have yeah. Seahawks 10, I have Chargers 10. It could be either way. Either one of those teams could sit there and be at 10. I would feel perfectly fine either way. I mean, it's like, cause you know, if we're doing this exercise off who we really think is better or who we think would win on a neutral field and stuff like that, like the market is disagreeing with both of us. Cause like, so mm-hmm. I have Seattle 11, you have them 10. And yet they're two point dogs to the Cardinals this week.
2: Well, and I feel so like so much of that is like name value still and no belief in Geno Smith and no belief in the Seattle Seahawks team that everyone and their mother had power rated before the season started as one of the worst, if not the worst teams in all of football. And so there's a perception that they're not the real deal. And I've week after week become more of a believer, whereas the Cardinals, to me, from the onset of the season have not been something that was worth backing and worth trusting. And I told you numerous times, my favorite futures bet in my account was them to miss the playoffs. Mm -hmm. And I still believe in that, even with DeAndre Hopkins back on the field.
6: I, um... I love when you can lose a futures bet like I did, like already. Like, it's fine. <laughs> well, like, we both me, lost me. the
2: Colts one already. Yeah, we're already, yeah, we're and, like, all yeah.
6: right, all right, C- Seahawks, that up to an Seahawks L. already done. And by the way, shout out to dude who uh, dunked on me in the video um, out there with my preseason Seahawks take. One, I don't know where you dug the clip up, um, which like <laughs> it was amazing that you found that. But uh, thank you for uh, for for putting that. So up. you
2: had the alt under five? Mm-hmm. Was that the number? Alt and under they are five. there. Yeah. And they are there.
6: Alt under five, unwinnable bet. Uh, for me, right now, so um, yeah, it's and, and look, I mean, credit where credits due. Geno Smith, and the whole the handicap was Geno Smith is Geno Smith. It's a thirty-two-year-old journeyman who's never been able to do anything in the NFL, and then all of a sudden, like you know, they they cut him loose, and next thing you know, he looks like you know the Second Coming of John Elway, and so I, I, I'm, you know, it just kind of is what it is, right? I mean, it's it's I'm I feel like I still had a decent handicap on it i mean the defense was bad like which was another part of the handicap which they weren't able to do anything but look the defense another thing of credit where credits do right i mean the defense over the last few weeks has actually been pretty good and like you know these are things that we have to kind of keep up with right is like are these teams getting better like we can only we can only hold on to priors for so long right like we can sit there and we can grip these priors but at some point we have to allow what, not only what we see with our eyes but like what mm-hmm. is actually playing out on the field take over you know and like the the Seattle Seahawks i i could have i said multiple times they should have the number 1 overall pick in in the draft like they probably should do that that's not going to happen i was completely wrong about this team and you know, credit where credit's due. They got to be, you know, like I said, you have them 10, I have them 11.
2: Yeah. The, the teams that I had as as my worst coming into the season were the Seahawks, the um, Atlanta Falcons, and the Houston Texans. And only one of those teams has lived up to that billing, and it's Houston, who is awful. Um, but Seattle, okay, so they beat the Giants this week, 27-13. And both New York teams, for the first time, you're like, Okay. Their vintage New York mm-hmm. is you know they showed some of their flaws again here. Um are the Giants still in your mind like a worthy team down the stretch?
6: Yeah, I mean it's it's another one of those deals with this Giants squad. I mean like <sighs> I, I'm not making excuses for them, but it was it's a it was very tough to get a full read on that game this past week because there were just two backbreaking mm-hmm. two backbreaking turnovers on punt on, on punt returns by Richie James that like just completely altered the outcome of the game. Right. I mean, like it was just a completely different game because of those turnovers. And so they had lost anyway, the, certainly the Seahawks beat them on, you know, in, in the box score and all that. But I mean, it, it would have been, I feel like, you let Daniel Jones run all
2: over the place.
6: But it, but you know I mean it's it's one of those things where you know if we're talking about like which team is probably trending up which team is either neutral or trending down I mean like I think the Seahawks are clearly trending up as to where maybe the Giants are more neutral in in the whole thing I mean listen we talk about this defense and like this has to be this has to be said we have talked about how bad Seattle is how bad Seattle is how bad Seattle is from weeks five to eight so the the last the h- half of the season right like they were horrible the first half of the season. The last half of the season, weeks five to eight, they are the number six team in the NFL in EPA per play. Like, they are a legitimately much, much, much better defense over the last four games than they were the first four games of the year. And so, like, yeah, the – season long stats are going to be skewed because they were so bad at the beginning that they're still going to look like fairly bad, mm-hmm. but that has actually not been the case recently.
2: So the, the reason that I asked specifically mm-hmm. about the giants is just because the way that their schedule shakes out here in the near future, they're on the buy and then they come out November 13th, Against Houston, they host the Lions. They're at Dallas, but then they get Washington. And granted, they do look better with Taylor Heineke. But how many late-game heroics can we expect from the backup quarterback? I don't know. Um, I feel like they could very easily get to get to 10 wins sooner rather mm. than later. Um,
6: they, so. they, they should make the playoffs. The Giants should make the playoffs for sure. I mean, like coming out of the bye, they're optimistic that Kenny Galladay is going to be back out of the uh, out of the bye. So Texans Lions commanders twice, they, they should make the playoffs.
2: Going to wrap things up with our pro tip like we do every hour here at the network and kind of going through this exercise of making our power rankings each week. Make your own lines before you see what the books offer and then look for discrepancies see where you can find an edge. We see Gil Alexander do guessing lines with Chris Andrews here at the South Point every Monday um, so that he can you know, make some of those educated decisions and see where he's in line with the books and where he's not and where he can find an edge. I think it's great. Beeson.com slash subscribe. Get all 20 All day long here at the network.
1: Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City.